and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast about how to have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. This week, I'll share my thoughts on the Disney dining plan and four scenarios where you can actually save money with it, as well as a new development over at The Budget Mouse. Welcome again, everyone, to episode 10. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World several times each year, and I'm not rich. I just have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is about the Disney dining plan, and I have lots of thoughts, so let's dive in. The Disney dining plan is one of the hottest topics on my blog, and so I think this is the case for a few reasons. Number one, well, it's complicated. There's a lot to explain, and lots of people have questions about the Disney dining plan. Number two, free dining is Disney's most popular package offering, and I think a lot of people end up with the dining plan from taking advantage of the offer, and they're looking for ways to get the most out of it and more information about how to use it. And number three, well, Disney food is amazing, or it can be, depending on where you go. And so people see the dining plan as a potential to save money on food at Disney World, which can be expensive. And the dining plan is an intriguing way to go about possibly saving money on the plan. So in this week's show, I can't cover everything about the dining plan because it's a huge topic. But what I'm going to do is give you the information that's current about the plan as of June 2018 when I'm recording this, and my thoughts on whether or not you're going to save money with the plan. Now, like I mentioned in the intro, there are four scenarios that I can think of when you actually may be able to save money with the plan, but otherwise you probably aren't going to save money with the plan. But that's not the only reason to get the Disney dining plan. There's also an element of convenience to the plan where people like to prepay for their meals before they go on vacation. They don't have to think about how much money they're spending while they're there, and they can just track their credits that they use with the Disney dining plan, which I'll explain in a minute how they work. Another thing is the fun factor. You cannot throw out the fun factor of the dining plan. Now, if you're a cheapskate like me, you can't even escape this this malady of being a cheapskate on vacation. And I'll be at a nice restaurant at Disney World um, treating myself, and I'm still trying to find the darn cheapest thing on the menu (laughs) so I don't spend too much money. So what I like about the dining plan is it kind of eliminates that. With your credit, you can get any item on the menu. You can get the most expensive one, and it just kind of frees me up to get what I actually want as opposed to always being worried about if it's the cheapest menu. I mean, I'll labor over if it's a dollar or two cheaper than something else. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that's another thing to consider with the dining plan. It's not just whether you're saving money, but also the convenience and the fun. Um, There is a learning curve to using the dining plan, though. It is complicated. So let me get to the details of the plan now. So the basics are that the plan has been around in some format since 2005, and it's basically a way to prepay for your meals before your trip. There are three different plans. There's a quick service dining plan, the standard Disney dining plan, and a deluxe plan. You pay a nightly amount per person for the plan, and you get a number of credits to use over the course of your trip. So some common questions I get asked about the dining plan. Uh, Can I 
where do I have to be staying to get the dining plans? So you have to stay at a Disney owned resort that excludes the Swan and Dolphin because they're actually though on Disney property, they're not owned by Disney that also excludes any Disney Springs resort. So you have to stay at a Disney owned property. Everyone on the reservation has to get the dining plan. You cannot just get the plan for one person if they want it in your room and not the others. It also has to be for every night of your trip that is on that reservation. There's a trick to that, which I'll explain in a little bit. You can start using the credits on the plan when you check in. If you do online check-in, which I always recommend doing at staying at a Disney resort, that means basically at midnight when you check in that day, you can start using them. And you can also use them through the, the last day of your reservation. That would be the day you check out. You can continue using them up until midnight of the day that you check out. So if you get the dining plan for a three night stay, you actually get four full days during which to use all those credits. Here are the costs and what you get with each of the plans. And keep in mind, this is current as of June, 2018. It's always subject to change. So the quick service dining plan gives you two quick service meals a day, plus two snack credits and a refillable mug for the duration of your trip. It costs $52.49 for adults, $21.75 per child. That's per night of the trip. The Standard Disney dining plan gives you one table service meal credit, one quick service meal credit, two snacks, and a refillable mug. And that's per night of your trip. Sorry if I didn't specify that for the first plan. That is $75.49 for adults, $25.80 per child. And then there's the deluxe dining plan, which gives you three table service or quick service meal credits, basically three meal credits per day, and two snack credits per day, and the refillable mug. That's $116.24 for adults and $39.90 per child. So what these credits include briefly, a quick service credit includes an entree and a drink, and that can be any drink that's on the menu at the restaurant, as long as it doesn't come in a souvenir cup or something like that, including alcoholic drinks. And this is new as of 2018. A table service credit gets you an entree, a drink, and a dessert. And again, that can be any drink on the menu. It can be beer, wine, mixed drink, as long as it's on the menu at that restaurant. Or a full buffet, or like the family all you care to enjoy meal, basically. Signature restaurants, which are the kind of fine dining establishments at Disney World, plus Cinderella's Royal Table, plus any of the dinner shows at Disney World, do require two table service credits to dine there. And a snack credit is basically anything smaller than a meal at Walt Disney World. It can include a drink, a dessert, side dishes, and festival, sorry, items at the Epcot Festival booths, which I'm going to talk extensively about in a bit. Now, this is different from previous years, the dining plan is in a few ways. First of all, like I mentioned, alcoholic drinks are now covered as are specialty drinks. So in the past, you couldn't get milkshakes and smoothies and you were limited to like soda, coffee, tea, things like that. Now you can get any drink basically that's on the menu. In previous years, a quick service dining uh, credit included a dessert, but they have taken that away and basically turned it into an extra snack credit. So in the past, you would get um, a quick service meal and that included dessert and one snack credit per day. But now you get two snack credits in your quick service meals on all of the dining plans. 
So that is basically making that more flexible. You can use the snack credit any way you want, as opposed to having to get dessert with every meal, which thank you for doing that, Disney, because I mean, I love dessert, but I cannot eat multiple desserts every day. Now that I've covered some basics of the plans, I wanna talk about some scenarios where the plans may save you money and you might want to consider the plans. So two things to think about first. The dining plans are a ton of food. Unless you're a big eater, you're going to be overwhelmed, likely, with the amount of food that's included with the plans every day. Also, they are expensive. So food at Disney is expensive in general, though I find it to be on par with the cost of food at any tourist destination or any big city. You just want to make sure that you're not paying for more than you actually want or would otherwise eat. So here are my four scenarios where I'd suggest you look into getting the dining plan to save money. The first is a very short stay of a few nights or a split stay between two resorts or rooms. So let me explain what a split stay is. This would be if you choose to stay at two different Disney resorts over the course of one vacation or different room types at the same resort. So basically it's two separate reservations even though it's just one trip. You can have a dining plan for just one segment, you could say on one reservation of your trip and then go to your second hotel or second room and not have the dining plan. So I have done this on several occasions and let me tell you how it went. So this February, I went on a work trip to Disney and stayed one night. I think my flight left at 6 a.m. on a Sunday and I had a 10 p.m. flight back on a Monday. Needless to say, I was exhausted, but I did just stay one night on property at Disney World and I got the quick service dining plan for my stay. By the way, I stayed at Fort Wilderness and I camped in a tent. It was really fun and I do have a post coming out on the blog soon about Fort Wilderness. It's about halfway done. With my quick service dining plan, I got a refillable mug that generally costs about $20 out of pocket, and they are good for 14 days after you check in. So you can use it for your entire stay at any resort. It's not just linked to the resort at which you first buy it. So if you're going to stay longer at a second part of your stay, you can get a refillable mug for your first part of your stay and then use it for your whole vacation. Now the quick service dining plan cost me about $50. 20 of that value was from just the refillable mug. Now I wouldn't recommend buying the refillable mug normally for just a one night trip, but because it came with the dining plan, I did use it. I got my coffee in the morning, I got soda at the pool, and I took advantage of it. So this is what else I got for my $52. Um, I had dinner at the Polite Pig at Disney Springs, and I got baby back ribs that were $23. Polite Punch, which is one of their specialty cocktails that was $11. That was with a quick service credit. I then had the next day dinner at La Cantina de San Angel at Epcot. I had fish tacos that were $12.50 and I had a Patron Lime Margarita, their top shelf margarita that was $16. Got that with my quick service credit on the dining plan. It was incredible. I had snacks at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts with my two snack credits. I got a 
pork taco that was $10 out of pocket and a tomato and eggplant terrine that was nine. And then I had my refillable mug. So I added up, because I'm such a cheapskate, my total value that I got out of my one night on the quick service dining plan, that was $107. And again, I paid $52 for it. So clearly I saved some money. Now this is not representative of what you're gonna save on the dining plan on most trips, and this is why. I only used my refillable mug for two days. Normally that saving's gonna be spread out over many more days, as I already mentioned. I visited during Festival of the Arts, which offers the best return on your snack credits at their booths. And I'm gonna say more about using snack credits at booths in a second. I got the highest cost items available at these restaurants, actually not at the Epcot quick service restaurant. I got what I wanted, but it was a you know pretty high dollar quick service item. And I spread one day's credits out over two days to cover most of my food for the trip. I think I only bought like a sandwich at the pool the first day for lunch and um, I packed some food with me for breakfast. So really I was able to make that $52 last for two days of food at Disney, which is incredible. P.S. On that trip, I paid $65 for my campsite. I flew to Disney for free on Southwest Miles, and I did pay for my one-day ticket to Epcot, but that total trip was, let me do some quick and dirty math, $210 for my getaway to Disney World for uh, Festival of the Arts. So Disney on a shoestring, it can be done. You just have to be crazy like me. All right, so another example of getting a dining plan and spreading it out over just a few days was my, my husband and I went to Disney World, I believe it was at Christmas time, and we got one night at Bay Lake Tower in a Magic Kingdom view room the night that we checked in, and then we moved over to Animal Kingdom Lodge for I believe four or five more nights. On that first night at Bay Lake Tower, I got us the deluxe dining plan for just one night. Now this was back when the deluxe dining plan wasn't as expensive, I believe it's now $115 a night. When we got it, it was closer, it was like 80, okay? And they weren't charging enough for what you could get with it. They were losing money, hence the massive price increase in just a few years. But we spread those six table service credits that we got between the two of us out over two days to have lunch, and dinner both days with those credits. When you're on the uh, deluxe dining plan, every table service credit includes not just a drink, entree, and dessert, but also an appetizer, which is so much food that it's easy to split that amount of food at one meal between two people. And you can do that on the dining plan, share a credit at a table service restaurant, as long as it's not a buffet or all you care to eat restaurant where they charge per person. If it's a place where you just order off the menu, I got, for example, an appetizer that was like as big as a regular meal and the dessert. He used the drink and the entree part of that credit and we were full after sharing one table service credit on the deluxe plan. It was really fun. I could not eat that amount of food for more than two days. It was shocking how much food it was. Um, to fill in the rest of that trip, we had dinner at Epcot at La Cellier when it used to only be one credit. Like I said, this was a few years ago. Um, we shared another table service credit for lunch at Yak and Yeti the next day, which had good appetizers and a lot of choices. And then we used two credits for dinner at Tusker House that night, which is my favorite character meal. So we definitely got our money's worth out of the plan. Um, we ate mostly quick service meals, and I think we did one signature dinner for the rest of that trip. It kept our overall food cost very reasonable for the trip. 
And we did get our refillable mugs from our one night on the dining planet Bay Lake Tower that we then used for the rest of our trip at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So that is my first example of a scenario where I'd suggest getting the dining plan to save money is if you're just going for a really short stay or if you're doing a split stay and you can get it for a night or two at the beginning of your trip. Okay, scenario two where you might want to consider the dining plan is if you want to eat at a lot of character meals or a lot of buffets and all you care to enjoy locations over the course of your trip. So on the standard Disney dining plan, the table service plan, you'll get one table service credit per night. These locations, the character meals and the all you care to eat and buffets are the more expensive table service options out there. Some of them are over $50 per person for dinner, especially those character meals. So you can also use these credits for dining package that gets you not just a meal at a restaurant, but preferred seating for a nighttime show at Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. So Fantasmic packages are available at a few restaurants at Hollywood Studios for one table service credit. And Rivers of Light packages are also available, I believe, at Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. So that is another example of when you, if you do the math, you're probably going to save a little bit going with the dining plan. If you're going to do one of those very expensive table service meals every night anyway, look at the math and I bet you'll come out in favor of the dining plan. S scenario number three, if, if you are hitting the Epcot Festival food booths up heavily, which I recommend doing because it's really fun. So with the changes in the dining plan, you now get two snack credits per night per person on every plan. They are good at the Epcot Festival booths to buy almost any food item. They're still not good for alcoholic drink items. So at food and wine, they're not going to get you beer or wine, but you can use them on most of the food items. So the Epcot festivals, there's now four of them. I'm gonna rattle them off. Festival of the Arts is in January and February. Um, the International Flower and Garden Festival starts up in March, April, and May. Food and Wine is in September, October, November. And then Epcot Festival of the Holidays is I believe starts at the end of November and then through New Year's. The food items at these festivals range in price anywhere from $3 up to $10, and you can use a snack credit to get them, as I mentioned. Now, I estimate that a snack credit is worth about $5 on the dining plan. If anything is less than $5, I try to just pay for it out of pocket and save my, save my snack credits for things that are over $5. Now, I will say too, on a kid's dining plan, I estimate that you only pay about $3 per kid's snack credits, and the snack credits are the same across adult and kid plans. So you can use kids' snack credits to buy items at Food and Wine Festival. Just don't tell them they even have the snack credits. Mommy and Daddy need them for food and wine. Anyway, um, <laughs> it can be a great value to use snack credits at these festival booths. I've already planned a trip for this fall early in September to go to food and wine festival with my dad is going to come to the festival with me and he has once before we had a great time my daughter is going to stay behind in the at the hotel with my sister who's also coming on the trip and they're going to play at the pool and my sister has a little one who just wouldn't be up for the whole day at the festival so they're going to stay behind we are taking my daughter's snack credits and going to food and wine festival we will have 18 snack credits to use at food and wine and we'll probably end up getting about twice as much 
as what we paid for the snack credits value out of those credits because we're going to use them for the highest priced items at Food and Wine. So trust me, there will be a live show from Food and Wine on the podcast here while we're just cramming our faces full of all this great food at Epcot. And finally, the last scenario where you might want to consider the dining plan is if you want an adult beverage with lunch and dinner. And why shouldn't you? You are on vacation. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) So this adds a lot of value to the dining plan now that you can get an alcoholic drink as your beverage on the plan. The plans did go up by, the quick service plan went up by about $4 this year, but that is nothing close to the added value you're going to get if you wanted to drink an alcoholic drink. Anyway, you're going to buy it anyway. With the dining plan, you'll get it for much cheaper. So in response to this, a lot of restaurants have added additional adult beverages to their menus, knowing that people are going to want to be able to use their credits to get something that they want. So even at food court locations at the value resorts, they have added fancy boozy drinks to their menu. We are staying at All Star Movies on our trip in September. You know I'm already scouting out the menus there. They have mimosas. They have boozy milkshakes with like Frangelico and everything in it. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm going to need that. (laughs) So if you want to indulge on vacation, take a look at some of the menus. See what kind of value you're going to get uh, from even the quick service plan. And it might tip you in favor of saving money with the plan. If you have any questions at all about using the dining plan at Disney World, feel free to hop on over to Facebook. We have a free private Facebook group for the Budget Mouse. Just search for the Budget Mouse and the group will come up. Ask to join and I will add you and you can ask away anything you want to know about the dining plan. And it's not just me. There's lots of other people on there who are planning their Disney vacations. Some are uh, frequent offenders like myself who've been there a lot and used the dining plan a lot to answer your questions. really excited to share a new development with you today over at the Budget Mouse. If you have never heard of the site Patreon before, I'm going to explain it briefly. It's a way for readers and listeners to interact with and support content creators through small monthly donations. Now, the reason I have done this is ultimately, I would love to keep this podcast ad free. I'd love to have no plugs, no ad- paid advertising on the podcast at all and have it just be all Disney content. There are two membership tiers that you can join at, and they're very modest amounts. So the basic budget Mouseketeer, get it, Mouseketeer, is $2 a month. And with that, you'll be mentioned as a patron on a podcast episode, and then you will get access to exclusive patron-only blog posts on the Budget Mouse. These are gonna be posts that are locked to other people unless they are a patron, and if you're a patron, you'll have access to those posts, and that's at the $2 a month and up level. I also have the premium Budget Mouseketeer, which is $5 a month and up, and with that, you'll get mentioned on the podcast episode, you'll get those exclusive blog blog posts, but you'll also get um, a monthly behind the scenes video of what I'm working on Disney related on the blog and in the podcast. Some of the videos will be from the Disney parks when I'm there and others will be news and updates about what is going on at Disney World and what's coming in the future. 
You'll also get my Disney Dining Plan ebook for free as a perk at the $5 a month level. So I'm so excited to put this out there for people as a way to connect and a way to be more involved with the show. And I've, I haven't delved much into video and I think this is a great way to start. Another thing I'd like to add with Patreon are giveaways that are just for patrons. And if I can get to the $200 per month mark, I will start doing quarterly giveaways of Disney Parks merchandise or Disney gift cards, if you'd rather have that, that's just for patrons as a way to say thank you. So a lot of exciting things going on on the Patreon page. The easiest way to find it, you can search for the Budget Mouse on Patreon. I'm gonna spell that, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You, or you can link to it from the budget mouse. There's going to be a blog post about it and a link in the sidebar. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, you can find me at thebudgetmouse.com, thefrugalsouth.com. I'm at the budget mouse on Instagram, and you can find me on Facebook at the budget mouse Facebook group. Thanks again, everyone, and have a magical day. <laughs>